So it's around uh, two million uh, right now, and it's uh, it's it's split equally uh, uh, amongst uh, the two. What we did see happen also with COVID nineteen, that also in the in the legacy business because it's less focus, we saw a higher churn, and yeah, in our focus we're still uh, we're still growing. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Lars Van Weeren. He comes from an entrepreneur family and had his first car cleaning business at the age of 13. He then studied small business and entrepreneurship. And after working at a startup and Google, he founded his current company, Starred, with two R's. Two years ago, Starred made a pivot into the people experience, which means measuring feedback from higher candidates to retire employees. Lars has two other pre-revenue startups called Vesper uh, and June, which we'll dive into. All right, Lars, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. So is Starred your main gig in terms of which one you make the most money from? Yeah. So maybe uh, the, the other two are uh, more a joke. Uh, those are my two uh, daughters. So it's uh, a five-year-old and a two-year-old daughter. So I often refer to them as my pre-revenue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, that went way over my head. I was just reading your bio. I had no idea. Okay. So Starred, <laughs> do you have two kids? Start is your thing. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So what's what's tell, walk me through sort of what people pay for when they when they pay for start. What are you selling? Yeah. So it's a typical uh, software as a service. So we pivoted away from uh, from uh, client satisfaction. Now fully focusing on on both candidate experience and employee engagement. And if you look at the candidate experience side, it's more or less uh, ten thousand uh, ACV, so ten thousand per year. And employee engagement is more like uh, twenty thousand uh, per year. Okay, got it. So, so last time you came on, this was back in November of 2018, if you remember. Uh, two, you said you had about 250 customers paying about seven grand per year. Now you're saying minimum is more like ten thousand per year. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And how many customers are you working with today? Yeah, it's so we uh, we divide our business now in in like more the the, the legacy business, so the, the the customer satisfaction business, and that's still uh, the the majority of our revenue. Uh, so that's around 150 clients, and we have uh, around uh, 70, 80 clients in the in the new focus. Oh, so, okay, hold on. So break that down for me. The old focus is what? Yeah, so that, so that's really uh, customer satisfaction, and uh, I think I made a, a first time founder mistake by uh, going too broad. So we try to fix every problem uh, with feedback out there, 
but essentially we tried to be there for for everyone so we were there for no one and two years ago uh, we sat down because every day we saw another competitor and we were a tiny fish uh, fish in a big ocean and we thought it's better to become like a, a big fish in a small pond so we sat down and we decided to fully focus on candidate experience uh, also because there's a uh, little competition and that's our way in also for the whole uh, people experience so for, from higher to higher uh, the feedback okay got it so you've got about 250 ish customers today between both lines of business yeah that's correct and, and what does that add up to in terms of total mrr last month so it's around uh, 2 million uh, right now and it's uh, it's it's split equally uh, uh, amongst uh, the two what we did see happen also with COVID-19, that also in the in the legacy business, because it's less focus, we saw a higher churn, and yeah, in our focus, we're still uh, we're still growing. Got it. So you're doing about one hundred seventy thousand dollars per month in revenue, or a two million dollar run rate. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, so I mean, how do you think about that, right? Because that that means you're about flat since when you last came on, almost you know a year and a half ago, right? So, but but yeah. you have have you bootstrapped or have you raised? No, so we uh, uh, we're now uh, actually uh, making money. So uh, the last time we spoke, we were burning a lot of money. So uh, and 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 I think that's that's also one of the uh, the, the the pain uh, points when uh, making a pivot. You really need to, to fight your way. Uh, when you take one step back uh, before you can take uh, two forward, uh, you know you need to do it all by yourself. So hey, we're uh, we're doing it uh, ourselves uh, right now. So uh, while the, the the total revenue is is flat in a way. Uh, in our focus, uh, we're doubling every year and uh, we're signing also big American companies or at least uh, big tech companies like Elastic, Robinhood, Brex. So, so, so on, on that $170,000 in last month, how much was profit? Uh, about 20%. So that's, uh, I think, and that's that's also... Uh, so that's about, 30, about $30,000 then, profit. Yeah, yeah. And, and already last year, uh, it's not that we have... Uh, 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 that we could predict uh, COVID, but we were already seeing in the market uh, with, with quite some uh, IPOs that uh, didn't uh, went uh, too smoothly. And also with, with WeWork, we saw that uh, that the things were changing. So we thought, okay, let's let's uh, focus on uh, on making um, making a profit uh, so we can uh, keep the lights on uh, ourselves. And uh, right now, with the focus and with the growth rates there, uh, it makes sense to now raise around. You raised uh, raise, uh, $750,000 though, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Have you raised any more since then? Uh, we only got a, a bank loan, a government-backed uh, bank loan of uh, 1.5 million, but we don't have a, a VC yet. Okay, and of the 1.5 million bank loan, was that from the government? That was the government loan. Yeah, it's a government loan, but um, yeah, so so it's it's an actual loan. You need to repay it, but uh, when things go sour, the the government. What's uh, what's the interest rate? It's only four percent, so it's oh, wow. just pretty. Yeah. So you still have all that outstanding. Well, we 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 spend most of uh, of that, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, but but we have a, quite a stable business right now, and and because we're really focusing uh, right now, we we finally found a niche where there's a uh, little competition, and uh, yeah, we're uh, I believe the best out there. How how many folks are on the team now today? Sorry. How many folks are on the team? 20. Okay, 20 people, guys. So so there were 35 last time. You, you've shrunk down to about 20, but you're more focused now. Yeah, far more focused and uh, far more international. By then, we had an office in Amsterdam and London. Now, we've centralized everything again in Amsterdam, and we had plans to open up in New York uh, this year. But uh, yeah, I think that will 
take at least a year longer. So, uh, and of the team, how many are engineers? Uh, half of them. Half of, okay, so 10 engineers. Any quota carrying sales reps or no? Uh, yes, but only, uh, only two. So also fewer than, uh, than before. And that's also because uh, we shifted to a, a product led road and we also have a freemium model uh, right now huh? in times of crisis. If you can't get their money, you can at least get uh, their time. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're absolutely shifting and, uh, we're investing a lot in uh, partnerships. So with applicant tracking systems like greenhouse and smart recruiters, and that's really working for us. So we, we really reinvented the business into years time. Folks, as you know, 2020 continues to deliver surprise after surprise after surprise. We're not sure where we're living. We're not sure where we're going back to work. Everything's sort of up in the air, which means getting things done digitally is what's most important. In fact, we're very excited. We're launching a new podcast based on our dealer bust format, and I needed a quick way to get some designs done for the logo. So I used Fiverr. And the reason I use Fiverr is because it's not worth it for me to pay a full-time designer three or 4,000 bucks a month to join our GitLab a team full time. So I use Fiverr to knock this sort of stuff out quickly. We also, as you know, do a lot of data, data processing and podcast editing, which Fiverr enables me to do very quickly. I put in the task and I can find talent that can do what I'm looking for instantly. I customize by search, deadline, price, seller reviews are probably the ones I use the most and a lot of other factors. There's just no guessing games and it's very, very quick. I encourage you guys to check out fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order today by using my code TOP. T-O-P. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R dot com code top. Again, that's Fiverr.com code top. What are you saving the profits for? And the reason I'm asking is I'm, you know, once you raise capital, these investors want you growing, sometimes at all yeah. costs. So it's it's probably they probably don't like the fact that you're profiting money. It's basically a sign of you saying, "I'm not sure how to invest to drive faster growth." How do you manage their expectations? The, the investors that put in seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, so so right now uh, it's, it's it's really to uh, to to weather the storm. So we don't know uh, uh, what what will happen towards uh, the end of the year uh, in in the world. Uh, so uh, when we when we do see fit, we will invest that money. Eh? It's it's not that uh, that money uh, will uh, go to my pockets. It's we will reinvest all of it, eh? and we are uh, also having some conversations with other companies, maybe to uh, to, to uh, acquire our legacy uh, business. So uh, and we're working uh, with some VCs, and we have some other ways uh, we might raise uh, funds. But for now, it's really to to weather the storm. Do you have a number in mind in terms of what you'd sell the legacy business for that would make you happy? <laughs> it's a great question, and uh, I don't uh, have have an answer yet. And right now, it's 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 a cash cow uh, for us. Um, so it's it's still working. We have happy customers there, but if there's a, a company offering a three to five x, for instance. It's, it's definitely uh, worth uh, uh, looking at, yeah. Or the time is also worth something to us. Yeah. Lars, if people want to look at, like, I think it might be unclear what is legacy versus what is new. If they go to your website, what what product, what would they click to look at your legacy product? Is it the candidate experience or the employee experience? You, you can't find our legacy product uh, any longer. So that's also uh, something we changed beginning of this year. We said if you really want to focus. We should stop uh, selling uh, in our legacy okay, but what, business. What would you be selling, though? I'm talking about if a buyer is yeah, listening right sorry. now. Where can they go to see what they would be buying? 
Yeah, so it's uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's customer satisfaction and feedback. So um, often it's it's around customer support. So when closing a Salesforce ticket, but they really need need to reach out to me because uh, they they won't find it uh, online anymore. Got it. So basically, we can't see it on your website, but it is tech. You would sell them code, and you have 150 yeah. customers still using that technology. Yeah, and also great logo. So uh, if if there are companies. In this space, I think it's uh, it's it, it's a gr- it's great to acquire it because also the the ACVs are I think still a bit too small. And if a company is really focusing on this, they can definitely upsell or cross sell them. So uh, yeah, feel free to reach and, out to me. And that business does what a million a year in revenue? Yeah, uh, and 150 logos. Interesting. Um, I have some ideas on that. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, okay, cool. So doubling down on this new business, um, 20, you know, more nimble team, more focused, 10 engineers. Uh, what does churn look like on the new business? Well, on the, on the new business, so at the beginning of this year, uh, what we wrote uh, down uh, on, on our wall, uh, that we said we will only focus on companies hiring at scale. So that's Fortune 500. So we have uh, Coca-Cola, Danone, Vodafone, and uh, Future 500. So Elastic, Robinhood, to those companies. Uh, we only saw a uh, churn of, uh, uh, of of two companies, and those are both companies uh, that uh, are probably going uh, bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's that that's the reason. The the MPS is uh, 50 plus. Uh, uh, it's all integrated. Uh, companies are using it on a daily basis. So we finally found something uh, that's that's really uh, working for, for us as a team as well. Now, would you consider raising additional capital to, to, for this new business or no? Absolutely, and we uh, we we have quite an advantage now. But uh, yeah, we know for sure that if we bounce back and recruitment will become a, a hot again, uh, there will be more competition. So we, we need to keep this uh, advantage. We want to open up in New York and in Singapore, so we can cover all the three time zones. Uh, so yeah, we definitely uh, need, uh, need need cash for that. How much would you want to raise? Uh, uh, around uh, three to four million, uh, we would say. And what valuation would you try and get? Yeah, I think it'd be a typical uh, Series A. So uh, I, I think you would give away, or that at least how it works uh, here in uh, Europe, 20 to 30% of, of the company. But for us, uh, it's, 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 uh, the, the terms are more important and uh, the investor. And the investor really uh, needs uh, to be able to help us in the, in the US because most of our new business is now US. Uh, I think uh, it's all New York uh, San Francisco, LA. So yeah, we can definitely need to help there. So maybe raising three million on a nine million pre something like that for the the yeah. new the new business, which is doing right now about a million dollar run rate. Yeah, interesting. Very cool. Okay, what else? Anything else that, that you want to chat about that I haven't asked about? Um, well, I think uh, the, the 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 cool thing about uh, the measuring candidate experience is for companies where the uh, their candidate is also their client. So um, Virgin is one of our clients, and they found out that uh, in the beginning they were offering a quite a bad candidate experience, and it was costing them five million per year, uh, bottom line, because people were canceling their subscription. So have for companies out there where the candidate is also the client, you should definitely start measuring uh, candidate experience. Very good. All right, let's wrap up here, Lars, with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. The hard thing about hard things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oof, um, uh, yeah, m- many. Uh, well, I'm a big fan of, 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 of David Scott. 
So uh, SaaS Guru and uh, Jason Lemke. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building start? My favorite online tool? <laughs> uh, I have to pause on this one. Too many, sorry. Pick one. Pick one. Uh, it, uh, Asana. Number three, uh, number four, sorry. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, eight. Eight. And uh, I think you said married with two kids, right? Yeah, that's correct. And how old are you? I'm 38 years old. 38. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, well, absolutely. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, it's called Packard's Law. Uh, uh, it's more likely that a company will die of, of too much opportunity than of in, in digestion of too little. So uh, I made a classic mistake uh, mistake by seeing too much opportunity. And I often compare it with Philippine dynamite fishing. We were throwing dynamite in the water. Every every lead that came up, we tried to convert. And now it's focus, focus, focus. And uh, yeah, if someone uh, would have told me that uh, some years ago, it would save me a lot of time. Very good. Guys, star.com, helping you manage not only the hiring process, but employees once you onboard them from the hiring process. They have two separate businesses, each doing about a million dollar run rate. The legacy business at a million dollar run rate, they would sell the new business doing a million dollar run rate. They're looking to raise, call it three to four million and sell 10 to 20% of the company and they look to scale it. And now with a nimbler, more focused team, profiting right now about $30,000 per month with $750,000 raised and a $1.5 million government loan they took at 4%. Lars, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you so much, Nathan.